Hi there, and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ. Every Wednesday, we'll come together to listen to Dot Bowen teach us what it truly looks like to know, love, and follow Jesus by diving into Scripture. Dot has a deep love for teaching Scripture and loves to watch God lead His children in a greater knowledge of His truth, who He is, and who we are as His children. She has come to realize in her own life that as we grow in our understanding of who Jesus is and who we are, we grow in our love for Him as He deepens our desire to follow Him faithfully. Whether Dot is teaching or just grabbing coffee with a dear friend, she can often be heard saying, write this down. Her heart is for you to take the things that she asks you to write down before the Lord and ask Him to open your eyes to His truth and His love. As John 8:32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We are so excited to be on this journey of faith with you. Write this down. Psalms 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be using Psalm 23 to show us the character of God through His different names. Now, let's sit with her and hear what she has to say. In the days of David, the house of the Lord was wherever the presence of God would rest. It was often referred to in Exodus as the place where God's glory would fill the tabernacle, which would become the temple in the time of David. In contrast, as New Testament believers, the scripture tells us that Jesus' spirit is with us always. The spirit of God fills the life of every New Testament believer, just as his spirit would fill the Old Testament tabernacle or temple. The spirit of God fills the life of every New Testament believer, just as his spirit would fill the Old Testament tabernacle. How was David so confident that God would meet and provide whatever he needed? David didn't do everything right, but one thing that he did do right was that he treasured his relationship with God. It didn't matter what was happening in his life, whether it was good or he's threatened by the evil intentions of others. He called upon the name of God. All through Psalms 23, we see that David calls upon the name of God. In verse 3, he says, He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. God wants His children to know Him. He is a God that we can know by His name. He is a God that we can know because it will be God that will reveal Himself to us. At the beginning of Psalms 23, David reflects on Yahweh. He says, the Lord, the Yahweh, the great I am, the same God that would rescue the Israelites from the bondage of Egypt and lead them into freedom would be the same God that would lead and guide David. God revealed himself to David as a shepherd. Why a shepherd? Because David was a shepherd. And for David to understand the heart of God, God would allow him to see his heart through the heart of a shepherd because David knew the heart of a shepherd. David knew that a good shepherd would never leave his sheep. 
that a good shepherd would provide, the good shepherd would guide and lead them in the path that was right for them and protect them above all else. As we go through Psalms 23, David calls upon the name of Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. The first time we see someone calling upon God as Jehovah Jireh is Abraham. When Abraham was laying Isaac on the altar, Isaac said on the way up, Father, who's going to provide the lamb? He could see the wood. He knew that they were going to go worship. Who was going to provide the lamb? Abraham said, Son, God will provide. As David is going through these dark moments of time, the shadow of death, David would reflect and call upon the name of Jehovah Jireh. I know that God will provide. Later on, David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and beside the still waters. He called upon the name of Jehovah Salam, that God is his peace. It's not necessarily about all the chaos and the problems that are going around us, but it's about the peace that was within. Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Jesus said, I am your life. I am your peace. He is the God who will provide the peace from within. He is our comforter. He has given us the Holy Spirit. And when David was laying down beside the green pastures and beside the still waters, you will not lay down, as we said before, if we are worried and afraid and have our focus on the things that are going around us. But that God, who is our Jehovah Salaam, will give us the peace from within as we call upon the name of God, as we rest and are assured that it is God who will give us peace. David says that he will restore my soul and guide me in his righteousness. Jesus said, I am your righteousness. Jesus came so that he could die and provide the payment for our sins so that we can be in the right relationship with God. David reflected on God being his Jehovah Sikhanu, his righteousness. David didn't do everything right. David sinned. David wasn't perfect, just like you and just like me. But as we depend upon not our own righteousness, but on the righteousness of God, we can have peace knowing that it is God who provides our righteousness. David said, Jehovah Salmah, he is the God who is always there. As New Testament believers, we can rest with assurance. Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He went away and he sent the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit, so that we can know him, so that we can have the assurance God is always with us. No matter what we are going through, no matter what David was going through, David knew that no matter what he faced, he was not alone, that God would be faithful to the end. And as Jesus went away, he said, I will send you the comforter. He said to the disciples, it is good that I go away so that I can send you the comforter, the power to empower you to live the life that I've asked you to live. That is huge. I did not know that God had empowered me through the Holy Spirit to live the life that God wanted me to live. I thought it was up to me. I thought God was expecting me to win all these battles that I was fighting within myself. But then as I began to call upon the name of God, as I began to reflect upon God, God began to show me the truth. 
And he said, I am sending you the Holy Spirit. All in Romans 8, it says that we have the Spirit within us to empower us to live the life that God has. And as David is facing those dark times and those valleys of shadow of death and not knowing from one minute to the next, would this be his last day? Would David have to face Saul and Saul find the victory? He called upon the name of God. He found his comfort. He understood the God that he loved. He said that his God's rod and his staff would come for me. He called upon Jehovah Nisi, that it is God's banner. It is God's victory. Jesus said that we can claim victory because he is our victory. And as we call upon the name, when we are facing our battles, when we are facing our times of trouble, when we're facing difficult times, the crisis in our lives, and we want to rise above it, we call upon the name of God and say, God, you have been more victorious. You are the power that will fight this battle. And I call upon you. In Ephesians 6, Paul talks about putting on the armor of God. And we are to stand firm, but it is God who will fight our battles. It is God who will win the victory. And at the very end, David reflects on the goodness and the mercy of Jehovah Makedesh. He is the God who sanctifies. And as we see all through Psalms 23, David got his peace David got his confidence. David grew in his love for God because he could see and know God. God would reveal to him based on the ways that God would work in David's life based on who he is. David understood that it was God that would get him through it. And David had a glimpse of who God is by calling upon the name of God, by the ways that God had revealed himself to him, by the way that he would work through the circumstances of David's life. I think about so often how I want to fall in love with God. And as a New Testament believer, as a follower of Jesus, I say, God, I want to know you and I want to love you and I want to follow you. So often we think if we just go and do the things that God's asked us to do, that we'll fall in love with him. And over the years, I have found that doesn't work. But as I begin to know God more, as God begins to reveal himself to me through his name, through his ways, not always through his miracles, but through the ways of God, through those dark times, through the good times that God loves to reveal the joy of his salvation, to reveal his heart to me. As I begin to understand more who God is, I begin to fall in love with him. And the more that I fall in love with him, the easier it is to follow him. Write this down. The more you get to know him, the more that you will love him. The more that you love him, the more you are going to enjoy following him. The more that you will be willing to do whatever God's asked you to do. If God has asked you to forgive someone that has hurt you, when you know that God has forgiven you, when you begin to fall in love with your Savior, it'll be easier to forgive other people because you know that you have been forgiven because God has forgiven you. You are loved by Jesus and you are willing to do whatever he's asked you to do. 
as I end today, I want to tell you about our kids and we have three kids and often we would go to the pool and I don't swim, so I don't want to swim. But Howard would always get into the pool. I'd sit on the side of the pool and watch the kids play. And they'd get up out of the water and go to the edge of the pool. And Howard would say, come here, come on. And he would hold his hand out. And I was amazed at how quickly the kids would just jump in the water. And Howard would grab them. And then sometimes he would tease them and make them think that they were going down. And they would jump back up and then he'd pull them back up. And they'd get out of the water again, go back to the edge. And over and over and over again, our children who had these little floaties that did not really know how to swim would jump in the pool at the hands of the father holding out for them. And they would jump into his hands. And there are times Howard would let them think they were falling. And then he would reach down and grab them up and put them. And they would get out and they'd do it over and over again. Now, for someone who doesn't like to swim and doesn't like to have water in their eyes, I would look at that. And I'd think, why in the world would they do this over and over and over again? And it was as if God gave me a picture of a loving father of a child that was willing to jump into his hands, even though they thought they might go down for the third time, that they were confident that their father would pick them up and put them safely back on the edge and put their feet on solid ground. Why would a child jump into a deep water, into the hands of a loving father, unless they knew their father. Our children knew that no matter what happened, if they were to jump in as long as they were in the hands of the father, the father was loving and powerful and able to lift them up and set their feet upon the ground. As children of God, it is essential for us to know our father. Jesus was telling the disciples, I'm going to go away to the Father. And Philip said, if you would just show us the Father, it will be good enough for us. And Jesus said, Philip, have I been with you so long that you don't know that if you see me, you see the Father? Old Testament, we see the heart of God. In the New Testament, we see God as Jesus coming down, loving us and being willing to die for us. And as New Testament believers, we have a God that loves us, a Jesus that saves us, and the Holy Spirit that will empower us. And no matter what God is asking us to jump into, we are to know with certainty that we are following our God and that we can take our lives and jump into the hands of a loving Father who is able to rescue us, pick us up, and plant our feet on solid ground. I hope you wrote some of that down. We look forward to being with you again next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen as we study John 10. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. Thanks for listening.